This episode of Upstream in Perspective is brought to you by IHS Markets Upstream Insight. Our team of industry experts analyze the interplay of geopolitical structures, government priorities, corporate strategies, and global markets and technologies to deliver forward-looking solutions that lead to more informed and efficient decisions. These solutions are available via recurring reports, interactive analytics, robust data sets, and bespoke engagements with experts. Learn more about our offerings at www.ihsmarket.com energy. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm your host for today's show, Jessica Nelson. In this episode of Upstream Perspective, Paul Markwell, Vice President of Upstream Insight, joins me to talk about activity in the North Sea. Paul, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Jessica. Please do so. In recent months, we've seen operators investing more in the North Sea. How relevant is the North Sea in the global oil and gas scene? Well, North Sea, you know, if you think of the North Sea and think of it maybe in volume terms, you know, it, it's producing, say, in liquid terms, maybe two, two, two and a half, say, two point four million barrels a day, and, and gas is uh, significant for the for the markets in Europe. So. On a local level, it's very significant. I think if you look at it on a global level, though, the thing that's very interesting is that this is a declining, broadly speaking, a lot of the North Sea is in decline. And the question is, how much can that be arrested? How much can that be turned around or, or flattened? And I think one way to think about it is, if you did nothing to the existing fields in the North Sea other than essential uh, maintenance, you'd probably decline by about 500,000 barrels a day every three years. So one way to look at it is that is very significant in terms of the global market. So what happens to the North Sea in terms of investment, I think, is really important. Um, the other thing that I think is really important about the North Sea, and it's been like this for, for decades, is that it's important from a technological point of view. You know, it's one of the largest, most mature offshore provinces it's been a testing ground and, a, and a, a place to apply technologies for a long time. And that's equally true as it goes into its most mature phases. And I think it's, it's very important for, for technology development and for the local market that are you know, providing those uh, technologies. I think it is, it is important and it's an important case uh, you know, as, as a declining basin as well. Great. You talked a little bit about its maturity there. You know, the North Sea forever seems to regenerate itself. How would you describe its maturity? Yeah, it's interesting. It's a basin that never gives up. You know, if you actually, if you look at the UK segment of the North Sea, especially, it's, it's gone down and up and for different reasons for, for a long time. Um, the first thing I'd say about North Sea in terms of its maturity is to recognize it's not all mature. It's actually a series of different segments. And we, it's convenient to call the North Sea one thing, but actually, if you look at it on a map, you know, it would spread from the, uh, the southern gas basins in, in the UK and, uh, and the Netherlands and Germany, which are very mature gas, you know, sort of infrastructure plays, if you like. And then you go up north and you're getting into the central North Sea, which is much more mixed, oil and gas and different ages, new developments as well as uh, old ones. Northern North Sea, you've got very almost like grandfather fields uh, sometimes that were on stream in the, um, in the 70s. And then west of Shetlands, which is northwest of, of the UK, you know, you've got a whole, a whole new segment again, very much uh, new developments and, and deep water and so on. So I think it's, it's got a lot of pieces. 
I, I do think that um, North Sea is what we would call a potential first sort of offshore super basin. Super basin is a term that we use to reflect uh, different parameters in, in, in terms of the scale and um, of resources that are left or produced, uh, the infrastructure that's available, the competitive landscape, the sort of availability of a supply chain, and actually North Sea is all of those things. But it really is a, um, uh, a mature province, but with lots of segments and lots of things to, to play for, I would say. You just mentioned it's uh, potentially an offshore super basin. So what is needed to make the most of its future potential? Well, in a super basin or a maturing basin with, uh, with you know, what, in order to make the most of it, a lot of different things need to happen. If you, if you ask me one thing, I would say it's about uh, innovation. Innovation, both technically in terms of, you know, new technologies or ways to apply technologies, but also commercial innovation in terms of how partners collaborate, how suppliers are incentivized, how you can make use of existing infrastructure, you know, pipelines and, uh, and plants and so on, as well as the sort of operational um, uh, sort of uh, capabilities that need to be uh, enhanced, let's say, to keep costs down. And I think you know those are the those are the fundamental uh, sort of uh, capabilities that operators need to have. But another thing, though, is in a way, in a mature basin that's in decline, or in some parts at least in decline, there's a, there's an urgency to invest. You know, invest to bring on stream or tie back small pools into existing fields while those fields are still producing, and while you still have that that opportunity. So it needs activity, it needs financing, and it needs, therefore, the, the players, the type of players that are willing to, to invest and get after stuff. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's sometimes a challenge for the, uh, for the mature areas. And of course, the governments as well, another ingredient, I think, to exploit uh, super basins, but government policy and government incentives to new players and, and so on needs to be there. So those are the, I think those are the key success factors to exploit a, a super basin. And are you seeing those ingredients, new players, new innovations in the North Sea? Well, I think it's, I think there's some real promise actually. The, the last couple of years have seen new, new players in the North Sea, so that's filling one of the criteria that I just talked about, particularly um, private-owned private, private -owned companies, private equity or privately-backed companies, really responding to the, uh, the opportunity in the market. You know, as oil prices have been low, a lot of the major or mid-sized companies have had to um, restructure their portfolios to pay off debt and to focus on areas where they see growth. And actually, that, that creates an opportunity for unleveraged, you know, cash buyers, let's say, in private equity. And that certainly happened in the North Sea. We've had, a, uh, uh, particularly in the UK, uh, a whole lot of new players that have come in uh, with uh, varying sort of, diff uh, sort of financial backers, but also picking up different types of assets and different business models uh, to, um, to succeed. 
And I think that's the, what's interesting, I think, is that there's a diversity of operating models. So some of the new players, if I could point to one, like the ACABP, for example, has come in with some uh, uh, sort of interesting, uh, sort of bought their way in for one thing, but also with a, with a pretty clear-cut um, objective to apply you know, digitalization, uh, efficient or lean operating models, and, uh, and sort of build on the sort of technical, if you like, a technical capability Whereas others have come in with more of a, I would say, a financial capability to, to buy assets, invest, add value through um, exploiting, getting on with it almost, you know, exploiting the existing um, uh, developments, whereas their previous owners really didn't invest very much for, for a long time. So I think that's a very positive change um, for the time being anyway. So what about challenges? Uh, what must operators overcome to see success going forward? Well, I think, uh, you know, in a, in a mature area, old, older fields, there's always technical challenges. There's always questions about the, the marginality, how, you know, making a margin, let's say, on investment in mature fields. So there's always that tension that a lot of the investments are a bit marginal. Um, there's also the in the mature areas, there's the prospect of having to, you know, prepare for decommissioning. You know, the whole uh, setting aside the funds, let's say, for, for decommissioning. And when decommissioning comes, of course, there's always a huge amount of spending required. There's also uncertainty required as to what that spend would really be. But, but I think one thing, just coming back to this, um, if you like, the flip side of the positive thing, which is about the private equity companies coming in, Private equity companies, uh, on the one hand, are, are getting after things and um, and working out how to do things uh, to add value, but their operating model is often that they would exit after a few years. So a conventional way of thinking of that is you might see some IPOs in um, say three or four years from now, as as the those financial backers want to want to get out. And I think there will be some challenges there for some of them in terms of you know, how exactly uh, can you add value, notwithstanding the fact that the oil price might, you know, uh, depending on the oil price at the time of uh, exit, but how technically might they be able to add value or commercially working with other other partners or other uh, making use of other infrastructure? Because at the point that they exit, they need to have added value to make it worth them exiting, but they also need to leave something that can be added value to for the, for the future buyers. And as the areas are getting more and more mature, of course, the, the challenge of doing that is increasing over time as well. So I think that the, um, one of the challenges for the continued uh, growth or investment in the North Sea is the continuation of the opportunity for the um, often private companies now to find ways to add value and exit um, sort of on a on a on an ongoing basis. And um, how are we working with clients related to any of their North Sea efforts? Well, uh, IHS Market's been involved in different aspects of the North Sea for for a very long time. It's everything through from the, the provision of our, our data and uh, an evaluation. Uh, 
tools. I mean, the Vantage um, uh, supply and the asset valuation tools, for example, uh, is used uh, is used a lot. And one one of the applications of that actually that we help our clients with is um, on um, on due diligence. You know, on buying assets. So um, and interestingly, um, a, a lot of that is midstream. It's not just upstream, but actually the midstream. In a lot of deals done in uh, Northwest Europe in, in the North Sea around infrastructure and uh, so gas and oil pipelines and terminals, for example. And in order to value those types of assets, you have to aggregate the future supply outlooks from you know, scores of fields, which, of course, introduces a whole range of uncertainties and so on. And so valuing infrastructure means having a good handle on what will happen to the field as a result of the oil price outlook, uh, the different owners, and what their um, uh, approaches would be to development, and as well as, uh, as well as of course, the, the underlying costs and the technical challenges of the field. So we do a lot of work actually just helping our customers uh, understand that landscape, and particularly in sort of valuation. I think also that we often help uh, in terms of understanding the competitive landscape or the the growth opportunities in the North Sea. You know, is this a place in general to enter now, and and what would that mean in terms of the, the nature of the investments and the returns and so on, and how how can the risks be managed? But I think it is, as I said earlier on, it's, there's, there's a lot of different segments in the North Sea, and sometimes it takes. A little bit of searching to figure out which areas are suited to individual company or not. So I think that's a, that's a lot of what we do when we're helping clients. Great. Well, we I know we've seen um, more investment in the North Sea this year, so we'll we'll definitely keep watching. And I appreciate the uh, great insights you just shared with us. So thanks for joining me. Yeah. Thanks, Jessica. It's been a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Remember, you can find energy insights from our team of experts anytime at www.ihsmarket.com slash energy blog. This podcast contains information and insights copyrighted by IHS Market. To learn more about IHS Market Energy Solutions, visit ihsmarket.com energy. That's ihsmarkit.com forward slash energy.